Keep It Simple with Philip Bartu on Barcelona City FM. Join Philippe as he invites you to listen to a different kind of conversation. Notice your thoughts quieten down and find yourself feeling lighter, more centered, and focused on the things that really matter to you. Keep it simple with your host, Philip Bartu, on Barcelona City FM 107.3. Barcelona City FM, keep it simple. Your host, Philip Bartu, today on air. We've, uh, for those of you who've been listening to us on Wednesdays at six o'clock, we've now changed our schedule to Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. And so I want to welcome all the uh, all the listeners today and also the people that are joining us here on uh, Facebook Live in the Simple Group. Keep it simple is the place to, to slow down and be surprised by the simplicity of life. And every every week we have different guests and different conversations about the simplicity of life. And today there's a very special guest that I'm really happy to have on the show and I'm really excited to introduce you to. And um, I'd like to say something, just uh, something personal about, uh, about this man. So his name is Dickon Bettinger. And two years ago, I went to a conference in London about well-being. And at that time, I was just fascinated about understanding more about mental health and just how to live a happier, simple life. And I remember there was a lot of talk going on around this this man by the name of Dickon Bettinger. And I remember him giving a speech and giving a talk to a room of must have been 600 or 700 people. And I'd never felt so much silence in a room before. And I don't remember much of like what he said, but I, I remember just wanting to cry and just feeling so beautiful inside. And after that, I couldn't hear anything else. I actually had to leave the conference and I went for a walk in the park and just felt this this beautiful connection. And... Very appropriately, the name of this show today is called The Gift Within. And so I invite you to just relax and just be open to to listen to a different kind of conversation with this beautiful man and see what shows up for you. And really just being being open to see the truth in, uh, in what Dickon has to share with us today on Barcelona City FM. So, Dickon, Dickon, are you here? Can you hear us? I can hear you great. Oh, excellent. How are you, Dickon? Uh, really good. It's uh, morning time here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, uh, I'm about an hour north of Seattle on an island in the Pacific Ocean. Wow, that's beautiful. And I know this week is also, it's a, it's a big week for... Uh, for people that are celebrating Thanksgiving. And so you know, yeah. thank you for, for taking the time, um, especially, you know, just a few days before before Thanksgiving. And um, yes, Dickon, I, I wanted just to, just for you to, to introduce yourself a little to, to the audience for the people that, that don't know you. Well, um, a licensed psychologist, um, who has retired, but I've never been busier in my life since I've retired. <laughs> I, I uh, really enjoy uh, running seminars both in the United States and all over Europe. I think I've 
led seminars in 10 or 12 countries um, in Europe on psychological well-being and the connection between spirit and psychology. Uh, so that's my passion. It's, all, I, it's always, I would say it's always been my passion is uh, what, what can each of us learn that would raise our overall level of well-being. So uh, that's what I'm interested in. That's why I'm uh, glad to be here talking with you about this. Great. Well, what I'm what I'm interested to know a bit more is um, from from what I understand is you've had a more of a, a classical education in psychotherapy. You you were a practicing um, psychology. And what happened? Uh, it seems to me that there was there was some point where you saw something and you kind of changed the way that you worked. I started working uh, as a psychologist in 1976 and had a, a private practice, a, a, a very full practice. And 10 years later, I went to a talk by a man named Sidney Banks, and he wasn't even in the field of psychology. He had been a welder who uh, had uh, a profound uh, awakening experience, a profound realization of the nature of the human mind. Some people would call it a spontaneous enlightenment experience. And I went to hear this man because he was talking about psychological well-being in a way that seemed different than I heard other people talking about it. And in the same way that you were really impacted at the conference uh, in London, and just filled with beautiful feeling and had to uh, uh, leave the conference and go outside and just uh, enjoy that moment. Uh, that happened to me listening to Sidney Banks. And he talked about psychology in a way that was more simple and yet more profound than anybody I had heard before that. So I got intrigued and, and uh, became, if you will, a student of Sidney Banks and had the fortune of studying with him for t 23 years. And uh, now what Sid taught is being taught all over the world in uh, big business. Uh, I've spent 16 years teaching uh, about psychological well-being in uh, million-dollar, multi-million-dollar, billion-dollar companies, um, leadership programs, staff development programs, executive trainings. Um, it's being taught in prisons and helping people in prison to rediscover their own innate capacity for well-being. Uh, it's being taught in schools at every age, kindergarten, all the way up through uh, college. 
it's 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 being taught to policemen and police force. Uh, wherever you have human beings, you have uh, people who are interested in what they can learn that would make their life easier. Well, it it seems like there's um, a simple understanding that is relevant for anyone that is human. From uh, you know, and, and as far as I can tell, Dickon, from what I'm hearing about what you're saying is, it's being shared. It's being shared. So, I'd love to hear a bit more. What is what is the it? What is this understanding? Just hearing it from you, and hearing it in in the relevance of the gift within that keeps on giving. I'd love to hear more about that. Well, I want to make it really simple because I've always been very interested both in my life and in the life of other people. Those ordinary moments when, where for no reason you just feel really good. Uh, I love Barcelona. I've, I, I spent a lovely eight days in Barcelona. and So I have this image of if you and I were out on Las Rambla and just watching people, you would see an, quite a number of people that were really in the present moment and enjoying their walk, enjoying taking in the sights, enjoying watching people, enjoying the beauty that was everywhere. And those moments, I think everybody, well, I know that everybody at certain points has those kind of experiences, but there has been so much confusion about why people feel that way. And that's what Sid Banks was teaching, was what explains those moments in a very simple way? How is it that people have those moments? I've traveled the world and I've asked people, when you feel really peaceful, when you feel really present, when you feel most alive, what is it that's causing that? What is it that creates that experience? And most people say, well, it was a sunny day. Hmm. Or I was with my friends. Or I was surrounded by beauty. Now, if you notice the other percentage of people walking down Las Rambla, you would notice <laughs> there would be people on that sunny day in that beautiful city, on that beautiful street, with their friends, and they weren't feeling very good. So you begin to say, well, if pleasant, circumstance makes people feel better, why wouldn't it make everybody feel better? And there's that's where the confusion lies. There's so many theories and so many ideas. And uh, it was Sid Banks who come, came along and said, here's the simplicity of it. We're all thinkers. In every moment we're thinking. We're all connected to the power of thought. The power of thought is a creative energy that generates mental activity inside the head of every single human being. You can't not think. And whatever you think, you will feel. 
whatever you think you will feel, you are always and only feeling your own thinking. The world does not make you feel anything. If you have a sad thought, you feel sad. If you have a happy thought, you feel happy. It's a direct scientific correlation. Whatever a human being is thinking is what they will be feeling and experiencing. Now, it's very interesting. You ask people, what are you feeling and where do you think it comes from? And I've asked tens of thousands of people that question and nobody ever says, well, that's obvious. It's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it, as much as I know this and as much as I, I live by this every day, every day I trick myself into believing that I'm feeling something that's that's coming from the outside, that's coming from the circumstances in my life. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know about you. Like, does that, is that something that, that happens to you as well? Yes. Not as often, which is mm -hmm. nice, because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of onto the trick. Yeah. When I start feeling tension or stress, most of the time, but not all the time, most of the time, mm -hmm. I realize that my thinking has changed and that the reason I'm feeling that is because of my thinking. And when I realize that without even trying, Philip, this is what I think is so neat. Mm -hmm. When people realize that what they're feeling is being created by their own thinking, they tend to let go of the thinking they're doing that's causing them to feel uncomfortable or upset. They come back to the present moment. They come back to the now. If people really see that it's only thought that's creating what they're feeling, there's a tendency to drop that thinking. And what began to happen to me after I started to consider this was I started catching myself all the time thinking about things that made me feel anxious or irritated or annoyed or bothered or upset and when I would catch myself doing that without trying without doing anything it was just like oh my gosh that's just my thinking I would fall out of that thinking into the now and when people are in the now their personal thinking the thinking that they're doing that keeps them out of the present moment their personal thinking begins to quiet down and fall away. It's built into us for that to happen. And as our minds quiet down and clear, now here's the part that has to do with this notion of the gift within that keeps on giving. When our heads quiet down and we move beyond our personal thinking into the now, Always, when people touch that space within, always, they'll start to feel better. And their thinking will become more helpful. It's built into us. So Sid Banks called that innate well-being, innate health, that every human being has built into them at core this space that when we touch it, 
it awakens feelings of well-being and thinking that's creative, that's new, that's fresh, that's alive, that's responsive to whatever is going on in the moment. So, Dickon, I uh, I want to just bring this back to the, the conversation. There's something you said about how you know you work with uh, with big companies, multi million dollar companies, and pointing them to to the simplicity and to this simple truth. Could you tell me a bit more, like how how is this relevant for for businesses and entrepreneurs and and people who are really caught up with the daily busyness of life well it's it's fairly common for people in business to experience a lot of stress and there's endless research available now that says stress compromises productivity and in business people are looking to be engaged, productive, to enjoy their work, to be able to work well with other people, to be able to make good decisions, to be able to solve problems. And stress compromises all of those very critical business activities. And when I would go into a company and talk to people about stress and ask people, where do you think stress comes from? They say, well, the amount of work that I have Mm -hmm. or the project I'm working on. They don't know. They haven't been taught this simple, fundamental human fact that We're all thinkers and that we're going to feel and experience whatever we're thinking. Because of that, there's a a global-wide confusion about what feelings are and where they come from. And when that confusion gets cleared up, as people begin to understand this simple truth, that all feelings are created moment-to-moment by our thinking... And that when our head's clear, we all have the capacity for new and fresh and creative thought. When people begin to realize that, they begin to, the insights they have take them to a higher level of well-being, which means they start to catch themselves more and more often thinking up stress and upset, and that thinking falls away they begin to see the benefit and value of having less and less thinking on their minds so that they can have greater mental clarity and be able to access thinking that's creative and new and fresh and alive and that helps people solve problems. And what, what about for you personally? What has this done and what has this understanding done for you as, as a husband and just as a, as a human being going through life? Well, it, the first place it impacted me when I learned this was in my parenting and with my kids. My kids used to call me space cadet because I always was preoccupied by my own thinking. 
And I said, well, I'm an adult. I have lots of responsibilities. I have a lot to think about. If I don't think about it, nothing will get done. So I was very, very often preoccupied by my own thinking. And so that got in the way of my parenting because it was hard for me to be fully present with my kids. How old were your kids at that time? My daughter was 13. My son was nine. So was there a point where you understood something that fundamentally changed the, your relationship with your kids and the way you saw the world? Or was it more Absolutely. gradual? Well, after my very first training, mm -hmm. after my very first time of hearing what Sid Banks was teaching about the nature of the human mind and our capacity to think and our capacity for well-being, after that very first training, I started to catch myself worrying because a lot of the thinking I did then made me anxious. I didn't even know I was such a worrier. It had become such a habit. I just walked around always rushing, never calm, never settled. I was always, I, come on, hurry, hurry up, hurry up. I, I, I got to do this and I, I, I got to get this done. I got, I got a long list of things I have to do. And, and I lived in that feeling of hurriedness. And when I went to my first training, I started to go, well, if all feelings come from thought and not from the world and not from circumstance and not from other people, I mean, that's a radical notion in psychology that there's one sole source to all human feeling, and that's thought. That's still a radical proposition. So when I started to consider the truth of that, I started catching myself all the time thinking up anxiety, and I would just let go of that. I would stop thinking about things that made me anxious. And what I found out is when I stopped thinking about things that made me feel anxious, I would feel calmer. So hang on and a as sec. My, well, just, just as you say, as I stopped thinking about things that made me yeah. calmer, was that something yeah. that just happened naturally? Did you do something for that to happen? I didn't do anything for it to happen. It was just an insight. Okay. It's just an insight. I mean, it's like when you learn how to ride a bicycle, and, it, and at first it's really hard, and then you have an insight, and suddenly it gets easier, and you don't think, oh, I can't lean left, I can't lean right, I have to stay in the center. You just suddenly see how it works. Hmm. You experience how it works. And that's what happened to me. I didn't know how the mind worked. I didn't know where my feelings came from. There are so many, there were at that time, so many different conflicting theories in psychology about where feelings come from and what the source of feelings mm -hmm. is. Your past, your personality, your circumstance, other people, unmet needs, Oh, the list went, uh, your biochemistry, the list went on and on and on. Your parenting, your upbringing, oh, your DNA. There was a long list in psychology and conflicting theories. And here comes this man with a ninth grade education who has this 
profound insight or realization about the nature of the mind. And all of a sudden he is suggesting that there is only always one source to what you're feeling is what you're thinking. And the instant your thinking changes, your feeling will change. And when your head clears, it's built into us. It's built into us from deep within us. Always. We have well-being. Every single human being. I have seen no exception to this, Philip, in all my years, no matter what the person is that I'm sitting with. They, it could be someone who has uh, uh, been court-mandated to see me from prison. And when their head clears, they're friendly, kind, mm. present, listening, engaged, considerate in those moments. And then they get caught up in their thinking and they feel really angry and they think someone made them angry and then they feel justified in attacking them. It's just a misunderstanding. It's the only so, reason. So what happened? You went to this seminar and then you went back to your friends psycho that, that, that are in the field of psychology. And how was that for you to, to have this understanding and having been sharing it in a, in a very different way for 10 years, going to a weekend and then all of a sudden seeing something like what was that? What, what was that like? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, first of all, Philip, I was thrilled. For, <laughs> really? First of all, I, I mean, I had been searching my whole life. Wow! But isn't to it, try and find yeah. to try and find well-being, and it seemed so complicated, and it was always predicated on practice and doing steps and 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 working on things. That if you didn't, ha the notion was you don't have well-being as opposed to it's innate. You already have it. You already have all the well-being you need to live a beautiful life. It's built into you. It's at your core. Hmm. It only gets covered over by the thinking you do. And when you uncover it, like, like when the clouds part, and the sun is always there, and it will shine through, and you will start to feel better, and you'll be warmer and kinder, and it's built into us. You'll think more creatively. You'll get new thinking. It's built into you to do that. I had never heard anybody say that before, Sydney Banks. You have Every human being has perfect well-being at their core. Perfect. Already. I, you know, I, I can just feel the truth in that, in, in, in myself, and, and it's this, this is something that I've only, only been exploring for the last two years, and, and sharing what I've seen in, in retreats and conversations and, and programs that we run. And I just feel like I'm scratching the surface. And I yeah, just me feel, too. <laughs> uh, <you know? laughs> me too. It's, it's not, Philip, it's not like any human being can say, I couldn't possibly be any more loving, any more kind-hearted, any more creative. You know, it's just, that's what I love about well-being is that there's, infinite levels of consciousness or infinite levels of well-being and so we can always gain new insight that mm. will help us live with a greater trust and faith in our capacity for well-being 
So I, I want to just ask you something here I heard around, around the, the, the topic of choice, something that, well, to just actually today I, I saw, I received a message where I saw a mem which said, choose love and choose love as, yeah. as a way of feeling more joy and happiness in your life. What do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, if we're all thinkers, hmm. and we're all, I think, free thinkers, in other words, we're free to think about whatever we want. Say um, uh, somebody says something to me that I find offensive. I can think about that all day long if I want to, because <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. I could keep thinking about it, but I'm also a free thinker. In other words, I can take my attention off of my thinking. And when people are in the present moment, they don't have their attention on their thinking. And when people are in the present moment, whatever they're thinking starts to fade away. Always. With anybody. So you could say we have free will, which means... I can choose to keep thinking about something or I can choose to just let it go. Like I played football, soccer. Uh, they call it soccer in the United States. So football, I played football all growing up and in school and in college. And I would choose not to to be caught up in my personal thinking while I was playing. And always I felt really good when I played soccer. Mm. I felt alive. I loved every minute of, of the game. I loved being out there. Um, now, I didn't realize that that free will is built into every single one of us. And the reason why people don't use their free will more frequently is they don't realize that their experience, their feelings, are always and only coming from their own thinking. So when people get upset, if they think somebody made me upset, they'll do a lot of thinking about that person. And that thinking will keep that upset alive. You'll keep thinking it up innocently. Very, very innocently, mm. will keep thinking it up. And if somebody says, why are you so upset? They won't say, because I've been thinking about this for the last three hours. They'll say, I feel upset because of what this guy said to me three hours ago. It's so compelling. It certainly can be for me. It's very compelling. <laughs> it's very compelling. <laughs> We've, we've all grown up being taught that the outside world makes us feel what we do. You know, you've upset this person. You've hurt my feelings. You make me angry. Uh, I'm stressful because of the amount of work I have to do. I mean, we've been, we've been, we've heard this over and over and over again growing up because it's the prevailing misunderstanding in the world 
It's the reason why there's so much psychological distress. It's the reason why people get upset and feel like they're victims of life. It's why people feel justified in being upset. Well, this person made me feel this way or this, you know, and as long as I hold on to my upset thinking, it blocks the access to my innate well-being. As soon as I let go of my upset thinking, I start feeling better and thinking more clearly and getting new and creative thinking that's extremely helpful on a practical level. I'd like to bring in the conversation of Thanksgiving for the people that celebrate Thanksgiving here in Barcelona and for our listeners who are, are, are in the States. I know this is, this is a time where there's something to celebrate about gratitude and, and giving thanks. And and Dickin, I'd, I'd love to hear what um, is is that? Are, are you going to be celebrating um, Thanksgiving this this week? Oh, absolutely! It's a very important family time for me. And as as you come together as a family, what is it that? Um, and and I, I think that this is also an opportunity just to to speak to to the fact that you know a lot of for a lot of people coming with the family can create a lot of thinking <laughs> and a lot of past experiences a lot of ideas yeah. of, of things yeah. that have happened what yeah. what can you what is it that you can say about about that well i love the fact that when any human being lets go of everything they're thinking and just rests in the present moment what Sid Banks would call pure consciousness, which is awareness free of the contamination of your personal thinking. The thinking you do that takes you out of the present moment. When any human being rests in the present moment, if you genuinely go beyond your personal thinking for one split second, it's inevitable you will start to feel better and think better. It's built into human beings to feel good and to think creatively, to th have fresh new thoughts that are helpful or uplifting. That capacity is what Sid Banks called wisdom that we're connected to the intelligence behind life that knows how to create everything that exists and operate it. And that that intelligence is always there built into us at core. And when we quiet down, we tap into that deeper wisdom and it brings us these, brings us our well-being, irrespective of what circumstance we're in. Right? So when I began to learn that, when I would go into a situation where in the past I might have had a lot of thinking, I started seeing, well, I'm a free thinker, and I only have a lot of thinking because I'm doing the thinking. And that when I would recognize that, I would see that if I do a lot of thinking, it most often makes me anxious or upset. When I or preoccupied, not in the present moment. And you can't enjoy life when you're not in the present moment. 
You can't. It's impossible. You can't be happy when you're not in the present moment. You can't experience love. You can't experience gratitude. Now, metaphorically, I'm suggesting that there's this space of pure consciousness or perfect well-being or wisdom within every single human being. And that when we touch that space, it will bring us everything we need. Sid called that space the ultimate answer. No matter what you're looking for in life, it will bring it to you. If you're looking for peace, that's where you'll find it. If you're looking for joy or love, that's where you'll find it. If you're looking for insights, that's where you'll find it. If you're looking for solutions to a problem, that's where you'll find it, in the quiet of your mind. If you're looking for insight, inspiration, aspirations, motivation, clarity, perspective, common sense, whatever you're looking for, that's where you'll find it. You won't find it out in the world. You'll find it deep within the quiet of your own mind, deep within the quiet of your own soul. Many people call that space your soul. And that when you, or my favorite is, because uh, we can just use metaphors to talk about this. My favorite is when you fall from your head into your heart, you'll discover the feelings and the clarity and the creative thinking that you need to live a good life. And so, boy, there's so much to be thankful for because everything we're looking for is built into us. <laughs> And that when we, in a sense, open ourselves up to that space or fall out of our personal thinking into that space or rest in the now, which is the only thing you can't work on and you can't do. It's not an effort. You can't effort your way into the present moment. You just, in a sense, relax into it. And in that space, we're given what we need. And so what what do you say to the people that are listening to that? Yeah, that's easy to say, but how do I actually do it? I I mean... Well, people yeah. are all masters already at that, <laughs> Philip. People do it all day long, and they say, well, it's because the sun came out or because mm. I'm with my friends or because I love coffee. That's why I'm feeling so good. No, it's not. Your head cleared. Yes. If your head didn't clear, you wouldn't enjoy that cup of coffee. If your head didn't clear, you wouldn't be able to cross the street. If, the, if your head didn't clear, you wouldn't be able to ever enjoy anything. You would never experience warmth or kindness toward anything. Yeah, and you know, just as you say that, it, I used to be a, a real coffee lover, and I would drink you know, four or five cups of coffee a day. And it was, it was a, so obvious to me, as I see it now, how I was just drinking because I was chasing a feeling. I was chasing that high, that moment I, I have the caffeine kick in, the adrenaline, and just kind of feeling that beautiful feeling. And, and as, I, as I got to see that, it was almost like, oh, oh, I don't need coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one morning where I woke up and I just realized that actually I... Um, I don't need coffee every day in order to feel this way. And and so from just one day I stopped drinking coffee and then the next day it didn't make sense for me to have a cup of coffee. And I went for about two months without drinking coffee, which for me was astonishing. And now 
I enjoy a good cup of coffee from time to time, but I most of the time I have the awareness that I'm I'm not chasing a feeling. And I know that that's been true with me around food. It's been true around sex and relationships and the feeling of connection. And and so what I what I want to say just just from a personal level is that the more I see through the illusion that nothing on the outside can give me anything, the more of this beautiful space I touch within myself and the less I search outside of me. And I want I just wanna just really end this this beautiful conversation with with hope, with a with a message of hope for all the people that are that are listening to this and may feel like they're hearing something true and they may they may want to hear more or they want to have a, a deeper experience of what we've just spoken about. And um and I, I also want to say that uh, at, there's um, there there are different ways for for people to have that. Dick and there's your book coming home, which is a beautifully a beautiful written book. Can you say a little bit more about how people can find out more about you? How people can who want to hear more about what you have to share? How can uh, how can they connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer? Well, I'd like I'd like to just point people toward where what I learned came from. I, I would just suggest people Google mm. Sidney Banks, and um, all of his books are sold on Amazon, or and there you can uh, uh, order his books. There's one called Missing Link, which for many many years that's the only. Th- written book that was available and it was the simplest reminder of the fact that we think that we have this space within of pure consciousness and that when we fall into that space or touch that space that this wisdom reveals itself to us as feelings that uplift and thinking that uh, is helpful. And that book was my reminder because it it flew against everything that was being taught at that time in psychology. And it was a beautiful reminder. And the book I wrote, Coming Home, was my attempt to introduce people to the teachings of Sidney Banks in a way that made it really accessible. Uh, so that would be, that would, between those two books, that would be a really good place for anybody uh, to get started. And um, if you Google the three principles of mind, consciousness, and thought, you'll also find many, many other uh, uh, books that have been written that have specific application to business, to parenting, um, to working in communities. Uh, so there's, there's lots of resources available. Beautiful. Well, Dickon, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today here live on Barcelona City FM. 
it's been a real pleasure to have you with us and uh, I want to just with that just complete our our conversation and um, I'm excited as well I see here where we have uh, Juan Jose Casada who's also live joining us Juan is my is my business partner here at Simple and together we also run retreats and workshops and next week he'll be coming on the show with me and uh, we're going to be talking about the truth that is uncomfortable for you to know. And there's an interesting angle that Juan wants to share and bring into this conversation. So I'm really excited, Juan, to have you on the show next week. And uh, again, a big thank you, Dickon, for for your time today and a wonderful time with your family. Happy oh. Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, thank yeah, you. And, and I really just, just wish you a, a very, very beautiful time together. I know how important your family is for you and, uh, yeah, and your grandson yeah. so, and your, your grandchildren. So have a, have, a, have a wonderful week. I sure will. Thank you. I've loved being on your show, and it just thrills me to no end uh, to think back on my lovely time I had in Barcelona. So. <laughs> Great. Well, we hope to see you soon in Barcelona, Dickon. <laughs> I would love. I would love to come back. Let me tell you. Great. Well, thank you very much.